Hi, this is Adam Carroll, host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. In speaking and traveling all over the world, I meet some of the most interesting people. When I meet someone who embodies what it means to me to be the architect of their own life, I invite them to be on the show. The interview you're about to hear is one of these people, someone who's choosing life over lifestyle, pursuing more of what they love to do and less of what they have to do. The blueprint to get you doing more of what you love is available for download at buildabiggerlife.com. Now, on to the interview. Hey, Life Architects, it is time to devote a little time to freedom. Once again, this is another episode in the Freedom series of Build a Bigger Life. And over the past several months, it has felt to me like our freedoms have been limited. And I wanted to get the input from a few others as to how they're feeling about freedom and maybe just give a different perspective on how we can approach freedom and what that means to each of us in the midst of COVID. My guest today is someone I've known all her life. She even shares some of my DNA. If you haven't guessed already, that's right. It is my 17-year-old daughter, Piper. I was really curious about what 17-year-olds were feeling about politics, about life in quarantine, and specifically, I wanted to get Piper's voice out there a bit because she's just so dang smart. I tell you, I'm a tad biased, but she's beautiful and talented and fabulous and smart, like wicked smart. In short, she's awesome. Now, you have to forgive the audio quality of our recording. She called in to my Rode Podcaster Pro soundboard, and I was uh, Bluetoothing my cell phone in, so she's calling on her phone from upstairs at Carol uh, Enterprises here. So uh, please forgive the audio quality, but uh, the interview is no less uh, than awesome. So to connect with other awesome people, you should definitely be on the Build a Bigger Life retreat notification list. You see, I used to do these retreats way back when, before COVID, when we could all be in a room or a house together and not be afraid we're going to give each other the cooties. So when we're past all this craziness and people want to connect and align to their goals in a very big way, we will be back in action with the Build a Bigger Life retreat. We've got some really cool venues and locales set for 2021. So do me a favor, go to buildabiggerlife.com forward slash retreat for more information. There'll be lots of good stuff out there. I'll continually let you know if you're on that list, uh, what the future looks like for the retreats. And if you just can't wait that long, then you should probably grab a copy of the Build a Bigger Life Manifesto, which is now available on Amazon. It's a pretty quick read. You know, they say that the average college graduate only reads 0.9 books a year. Point nine. So I wrote 0.8 of a book so everyone can read it in one or two sittings. Uh, the feedback I'm getting from everyone is incredibly positive. So grab a copy before they're all gone. Because you know Amazon, they run out of stuff from time to time. That's just a little scarcity tease. Uh, I'm sure they'll print more. No worries. Or they'll order some from me. I have 2,000 copies in my basement. We're very excited. It's like our couch down there now. The show is sponsored by theshredmethod.com. If you're looking for a way to blast away debt, to create massive amounts of freedom and flexibility, and ultimately to own more of your income, because who wouldn't want to do that? Visit theshredmethod.com and watch the Kickstarter training that's available right there, right this very minute. Utilizing the Shred Method is how I paid off my mortgage and have total control of all of my income. 
It's how we're going to cash flow tuition and future trips and all the fun that we're going to have in this bigger life my wife and I are building for ourselves and our family. You should be in this club too. Check out the shredmethod.com. All right, on to the main event. Here is my lovely, beautiful, talented, fabulous, and smart daughter, Piper Carroll. Hey, Life Architects. Adam Carroll here with another episode of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. It is the Freedom Series, and I'm so excited to have you here. On my show today is a very special guest. Um, It's actually someone who's calling in from upstairs because we couldn't figure out the microphone scenario in my office. So on with me today is my daughter, Piper. Piper, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Uh, You're welcome. You're welcome. Piper, you know know the question that I ask of all my guests, what do you love about your life right now? What do I love about my life right now? Well, I think right now I am loving the fact that I'm getting to kind of have some time to myself and chill out at home, even though, you know, not many things are open and I don't get to do everything that I love. It's really nice to just be able to like feel like I have time to chill and not feel guilty for taking that time. Mm. So this is part of the freedom series, which is a number of episodes that I'm doing all about freedom. And I feel like the reason I'm doing it is, is that it feels like freedom has been restricted. And yet I think there's a way to look at things differently from a different lens, perhaps where you're feeling free to be at home and just to chill and invest in yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not sure how many of your listeners know, but I'm about to go into my senior year of high school, which is exciting and scary all at the same time. But, um, you know, looking forward to it. But I, my junior year, I was taking a number of AP classes and classes that just required a a huge homework load. And so I was constantly feeling like I had to be doing something, had to be productive. Otherwise, um, I was wasting my time. So during quarantine, when everything kind of slowed down and as we moved into the summer, I don't feel like I have to be doing as much. I don't feel like I have to constantly be on and being productive to feel um, like I'm accomplishing something. I'm okay with just letting myself, you know, chill. That's good. That's really good. I'm curious what 17-year-olds are feeling right now in the midst of quarantine and the pandemic and the unknowns about school and all that stuff. What are you hearing from your friends? Oh, man. I've heard varying things. I think as teenagers, um, our ability to calculate the risks in certain situations are sometimes flawed, um, except for, you know, the select few. So. I've seen a lot of people out with friends, out like partying, but I've also seen a lot of people making good decisions and staying home. So I think we're in a weird age bracket where some of us know the risk and kind of calculate what we're comfortable with. But also at the same time, other people are like, eh, to heck with it. Who cares? How about the fact that y'all are going through, I don't like this word because it's overused, but the most unprecedented times we've ever had. For an age group like yours. I mean, certainly in my lifetime, this has never happened. Um, So I'm curious what, how your generation is feeling, given that this is kind of an opportune time. Like your senior year is a big deal. Freshman year of college is a big deal. 
there's a lot of people that are going through this who they didn't get prom. They didn't get, um, you know, their, their senior year of athletics or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. How do you reconcile that? You know, I've seen a lot of things where people are making do with what they have. So having virtual prom, um, John Kravinsky's Some Good News, they had their virtual prom for 2020 seniors and um, kind of like making the best of a bad situation. But also at the same time, I'm thinking about, am I going to get a senior year? Am I going to be able to have a senior swim season, a senior speech season? Um, and something I know that's really big right now, a lot of my friends still want to take the ACT to get the best possible score for scholarship money. Um, and just being able to get into different schools and things like that. But with COVID, a lot of the testing sites are being shut down. So people are getting pushed further and further back. Um, so they won't have their ACP score in time for college admissions, which is a huge issue, especially since so many academic scholarships get based off of that ACP score. Yeah, I didn't, you know, that I hadn't really thought about that, but that it's almost like this, uh, this urge to continue moving forward, but the inability to move forward to a certain extent. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We just don't have the resources to be able to. And um, a big one, many people are signed up for the July date and centers all across the U.S. Like I know people who are going to Minnesota. A friend of mine drove like an hour away. Another friend was going to take it in South Carolina, I believe, because that one wasn't full. But um, a lot of the ones in the metro area, definitely, but we're all filled up. Wow. So let's, mm-hmm. as, let's assume that, you know, maybe in the next year or two years, um, colleges say, hey, we're not going to do in person. I mean, it largely could happen this fall. They say we're going to do everything online. If you were headed off to college this year and they said, no in-person classes, everything's online, would you go or would you take a year off? That is a good question. Uh, I'm going to think about it for a second because it really considered. I think I would go. Um, Just for, there's still the college dorm experience. Like you can not to say I'm running away from y'all, but get away from home um, just for a little while and live with new people and that sort of thing. But also at the same time, um, I have a friend who graduated this year and was going to go to college in Missouri, I think. is either Missouri or Colorado, and I don't remember which one. But she's now thinking about taking a gap year and instead um, road tripping the United States and going to all of the national parks. So at the same time, like I could definitely see myself doing that and just taking the time I have off to just go explore and adventure and curate stories to tell. So let's throw another wrinkle in there. What if, what if the uh, dorms are also closed? Does that change your answer? It would change my answer. I would take a year off and I would go travel. Yeah. So this, this, of this, of course. this is what I find really interesting about the situation is that freedom means different things to different people. Clearly the freedom to go travel across the country and hit national parks and all that stuff is still there. People are still afforded that freedom. 
I was reading an article today that your grandfather, Grandpa Paul, my dad sent me, that was basically what to keep in mind if you're road tripping this summer. And it was, you know, it was a lot of wear your mask. You're going to have some people that um, err on the side of safety and some people that don't. And, um, but I thought it was really interesting just to spell out, here's how you go do this. Cause I think there are still a lot of people that are probably very, very fearful of going out and doing yeah. that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And they have a right to be, um, especially with virus cases climbing and obviously Iowa's lack of regulation surrounding public safety. Well, you, you touched on it. So I want to dig deeper into it. It's, and it's less about the regulation and maybe nationally what's, what's going on. Um, specifically, I want to ask you about your age demographic and their involvement in politics, sometimes on the sly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just take a guess here and assume you're referring to the TikTok um, thing with Trump's rally. Yes. A little bit. Um, I did not hear about it after the fact, and I'm kind of sad about that. I wish I could have been part of the revolution, per se. Uh, but it's super cool to think that Gen Z is one of the most politically active generations. It's kind of like the civil rights era um, of the 60s and then all the movements that came after that but all lumped into one, especially since we're feeling the effects of all of those issues right now the most. Um, What I think is cool is it's people who can't vote right now who are taking a step up and saying, hey, we need to change for our future. If you can vote, do and make the right choice. Um, Vote for the people who will create change, not just make empty promises. Um, And finding crafty ways to do that. Like, I think the original TikTok was made by like a 16 or 17 year old who couldn't vote in November, but was still like, Hey, here's an idea. Let's do it. Do you find that uh, you, you kind of touched upon it, but do you find that your group of friends is active or wants to be active, might be active once they turn 18 in politics? Um, It's interesting. So I kind of have two different groups of friends and one of them is extremely politically active, um, extremely like, out there going to voice for their cause. They've been attending Black Lives Matter movement. Um, one of my best friends is super, super like involved in environmental stuff and just creating um, a better environmental plan for herself and for others. And then my other group of friends isn't as politically active. Um, one of them is involved in on the other side involved in students demand action, which is a gun advocacy group. Um, it's kind of under mom's demand action, but not completely. Um, I don't find them being as political, but at the same time, we'll still sit down and have a conversation about what's happening and how we feel about it. So it's not like you can choose not to be political. You choose whether like, you choose whether or not to advocate, but you still have conversation about what's going on in the world because that's important. Mm-hmm. What would you say are the biggest issues facing teenagers today? Oh, and particularly, particularly like your age, 16 and older, let's say. 
you know, I, hmm, I think definitely open-mindedness and we're a generation that's very okay with anything, however you identify or um, anything like that. It's the acceptance from older generations that I think we struggle with. Um, not having the right culture, per se, at the moment, um, to openly be who we are, because it's always been like very, very, you're, you're normal or you're not. So I think for the 16 and older, maybe like 16 to 21, um, it's defining a new normal. So what I hear in that pipes is it sounds like the, the buckets into which people were categorized have kind of gone away with your generation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So when you look at what may or may not transpire in November, um, I mean, certainly the election will happen, but you've got two septuagenarians running against one another. Yeah. Does it frustrate you that, almost 80 year olds are making decisions in an era when the next generation coming up does not think the way they do. Oh, definitely. I think, um, in the beginning I was super for Pete Buttigieg because he was young. He had ideals that, um, I felt like I matched up with. And when he dropped from the race, I was starting to feel a little bit like, okay, what are we going to do now? Because, Again, like most of politics, it's old white men. And our world right now is not full of old white men. Like, we're, the culture is going to be set by my generation and the generation after us. Um, the Gen Xers and millennials, like, are slowly fading into, they're the parents now. They have to, uh, they have the ability to make change, but they settled into their comfort zone. Whereas we're still creating art. Um, and that means we have the ability to make it even bigger, even broader, um, and even better than before. That's well said. You have a, you have a career ahead of you in politics, Pee Wee? <laughs> no. <laughs> I will be teaching children maybe to make good decisions so that if they ever go into politics, they, uh, they remember that. There you go. Well, so I want to ask this because I have a feeling it may, it may be somewhat intriguing to some of my audience. Um, you've grown up in my house and, uh, and I'm curious, what are one or two things you've learned just in the, you know, my, my desire for freedom and flexibility in my schedule? Is there anything that you've gleaned in being around me? Let's see. Well, you definitely do not have a normal nine to five. Um, like there's a lot of times where I'll come home from school and either you're working or you're like chilling on the couch, helping old laundry or like watching TV. Um, and so I look at the lifestyle that you've built for yourself, which is um, more or less, I choose who I want to work with and I choose when I want to work. Um, and I admire that. I don't know if I could do it, which is, kind of strange because sometimes I think we share the same um, drive for things but 
you have a lot of like self-control dad um, to be able to push yourself to do what you want to do even if uh, you don't have any motivation to do it which I look up to I want to be able to do that even if right now I can't always <laughs> do that I think some of that comes with age too I appreciate you saying that sweetheart um, <laughs> great yeah, it comes comes with age and changing priorities, and I have a feeling that you'll go to school and you'll realize what your, what, you know, what fills your bucket and what you want to be doing more of, and you'll do that uh, with great gusto and energy. It's gonna be awesome to watch. I certainly hope so. Well, if you were talking to the parents um, of of people your age. And because I'm sure I, there's quite a few people on my, uh, in my audience that have kids, whether they're yeah. your age, older or younger, um, what is the advice you would give to them to make sure that their kids are, you know, grounded, motivated, feeling loved, supported? What, what do we not know? What's our blind spot right now with your generation? Let's see. Something that I, a tactic that I always wish, uh, more people use is asking, do you want advice? Do you want me to listen? Or do you want me to just like chat with you? So a lot of times if I have an issue and I go to talk to my mom, um, I'll get advice back on how to fix it. When in reality, I don't want advice. I just want somebody to listen and voice, oh yeah, I've been in that situation. Like, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. but um, just know I'm here for you. And if you need advice, I can give it to you. If you don't want it, that's fine. So I think a tool to put in every parent's toolbox is ask what they're looking, ask what your child is looking for when they start a conversation. Because oftentimes they're not looking for you to fix their issue. They're looking for you to be there for them to understand what they're going through. That's incredibly solid advice, actually. Thank you. <laughs> That's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah, that is really good. Actually, that. So, for those of you who who uh, either know Piper or don't know Piper, she's been very involved in the Youth Leadership Initiative, and she's part of the National um, Council on Youth Leadership. And she's yeah. and she's also done. Um, uh, Oh, help me out, sweetie. It was the the Des Moines. The, so I have been a part of the Des Moines Partnership Youth Leadership Initiative, as well as Rotary Youth Leadership Award, which is a week-long conference that helps inspire um, a new generation of leaders. And then I'm actually on the staff for RILA, supposed to be 2020, but unfortunately it was postponed until 2021. Well, I can honestly say, just knowing Piper's friends too, that the whole idea of you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with, Piper's done a great job of surrounding herself with really incredible leadership-driven kids, very intelligent uh, with it. Um, They're motivated. They know what they want. It's just, it's very cool to watch. So I applaud you, sweetheart. And I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I'm excited to watch you build a life of freedom and flexibility of your own. I know that come next year when the, the, the ties are finally cut, so to speak, 
um, that you'll fly out of here and, and, uh, go sailing around the country doing what you want. Maybe even national, hopefully by then we can leave the country. Oh yeah. That would be be pretty awesome. That is one thing I feel like, you know, the fact that Americans really aren't welcome anywhere right now. When we talk about limiting freedom, to me, that's the biggest thing is that um, I feel like that's the, one of the biggest disservices that's been done in the lack of leadership nationally about the pandemic is that in, in the era of making America great again, Americans are no longer welcome outside our country, which seems pretty antithetical. Well, what's pretty, um, I've seen a lot of Instagram posts about people who are saying, I'm no longer proud to be an American. Like our definition of being an American has changed. And in that, um, something I've been curious about for a while is has the definition of the American dream changed? Because normally people from other countries come to America for a better life. Well, right now we are not the people with a better life. So um, what become the English dream or the Italian dream? Yeah, the Australian dream. The Australian dream. Wouldn't mind it except for the spiders. (laughs) That's a very interesting concept. Um, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. And how long does it take to regain the American dream? You know, or I mean, are we going to? Mm-hmm. I think um, not to get overly political, but I think if Trump does get another four years, we're not going to get that back. Like the American dream that writers uh, focused on in their books for so long, like that's never coming back. I want that to land. Like that is a very profound statement, I think. Um, and one I agree with. So you and I are aligned on that. No mistake. No mistake. Yeah. Uh, well, from, from the bedroom upstairs in the bedroom, the upstairs bedroom studio, this has been my yes. daughter, Piper Carroll, a 17 year old <laughs> uh, senior at Waukee high school. Um, Pipe, any parting wisdom? Like I want to ask the question that I ask of all my guests, what does building a bigger life mean to you? in this day and age? Oh, goodness. I think it means building something bigger than myself. Because right now I have a life built where it's mostly around me, but someday I want to go out and be able to teach in places where um, leadership skills aren't taught from a young age to kids and just kind of change it so that um, we build communities that churn out stronger leaders that turn out better leaders, which eventually kind of spiral out and then make the world a better place. I love it. I love the vision. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you. I love you too, Papa. All right. See you in a minute. (laughs) Sounds good. That's my daughter, everybody. Isn't she amazing? Uh, You know, she's 17. Sometimes we have these conversations and I think to myself, Seriously, how old are you again? And what has been the life experience that has led you to this state? It's just amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm really fascinated by the idea of freedom and what freedom looks like to the next generation. My concerns, and I'll talk about this in future shows, is the idea, the idea that some of this generation has been on lockdown and they've been sort of living in fear uh, for at least the last six months 
um, and what could be 12 or 18 at some point. And does a generation that's raised with a certain level of fear, do they live differently? Does freedom mean different things to them? Or do they completely shatter all notions of it and go out and create their own? And so I'm, uh, I'm just really intrigued by it all. I thought you would be too. And I wanted to get my 17-year-old daughter on here to talk about it. So thanks for indulging me. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Every one of my interviewees has certain things in common, which I've summarized in the blueprint available at buildabiggerlife.com. It contains the nine core tenets extracted from each of the past interviews and will get you started building your own version of a bigger life. If you liked what you heard on the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.